Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 68 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for making a way for us to be restored to you. Draw us closer to you today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rejoice in Luke chapter 24 today. Women went to the tomb with spices to anoint Jesus' body. We know Mary Magdalene, of course, but there was also a woman named Joanna who went with Mary. She was the wife of one of Herod's men, one of the men who ran Herod's home. So she would have been considered a high-class woman. She left the comforts of her home and followed Jesus and his ministry. Luke chapter 8, verse 3 tells us she helped support his ministry, and she stayed with him until the end and through his resurrection. Mary, the mother of James, was also one of the women who went to the tomb. Of course, they found the tomb empty and two angels in dazzling raiments standing beside them. They were told Jesus had risen just as he said he would do. They went and told the 11 disciples, but the men didn't believe them. Peter did get up to run to the tomb and saw only linen cloths there, but no body. The rest of the chapter, we read about Jesus meeting with various groups of the disciples at different times. Each meeting was distinct and precious. Take your time reading through these passages and pay attention to the details that speak to you. Many of the verses are underlined in my Bible. One is verse 36, where Jesus says, Peace, freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as the result of sin be to you. He offered his peace to them, and he offers it to us as well. It is a privilege to walk in peace knowing our sins are forgiven. One of his final instructions was to wait to be clothed with power from on high, the power we have available through the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is God's Spirit living in us. We are awarded this gift as well. Praise be to God the giver. Let's look at what Paul is writing the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul was collecting money for the poor people in Jerusalem. He was not the recipient of the money, but he encouraged the Corinthian church to give it for these poor. He writes about the church in Macedonia and their given, giving, even in the process of severe hardship. The Corinthian church had promised funds a year ago, so Paul was encouraging them to complete their giving. In verse 9, he writes, For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor, and his spiritual blessing. In that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor, in order that by his poverty you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. Paul points out, we come to understand the fullness of God's grace over time. In this passage, grace is defined in four parts. Jesus' kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor, and his spiritual blessing. Jesus' kindness was demonstrated over and over as he was kind to the poor, sick, and sinful, and spent time in their homes and villages. Jesus' gracious generosity was demonstrated when he fed thousands of people because they didn't have food be strong enough to travel. He poured his undeserved favor upon the world when he walked this earth, and because he did, hearts were changed, including ours. 
Lastly, Jesus offered every spiritual blessing through gift of the Holy Spirit because he bore the sins of the world. There was nothing withheld from the Corinthian church and nothing is withheld from us either. He ends his plea to the people to give what was beyond their necessity to those who had so much less. And he quotes Exodus chapter 16, verse 18, where they were given manna from heaven. He who gathered much had nothing over and he who gathered little did not lack. This was Paul's intention, provide for people's lack from those who had more than enough. Well, let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Numbers 19. God gives Moses and Aaron instructions about how to cleanse the camp from death. God could not look upon death and all things had to be purified with burnt offerings and other rituals. The Lord is very specific about the purification process and how it was to be carried out. Again, we see God in the details. He ensures he can exist among them if they do all these steps required for purification. It is a lot of work, as you will read, but necessary for God to dwell with them. See what adventures the Israelites are on in Numbers chapter 20. Aaron's wife Miriam died in this chapter. She was approximately 126 years old. I read a commentary where this Miriam is the same Miriam who sent Moses down the river. So she would have been Moses' older sister. She is also one of the women who led the singing after the Israelites walked through the Red Sea on dry land. And finally, Miriam is listed as one of the seven prophetesses in the Bible. It is interesting that there is just one sentence about her passing. Meanwhile, the Israelites are out in the wilderness again and without water. And they start complaining, as they've done in the past, saying, you brought us out here to die. We might as well have died in Egypt. Now we've read about their complaining about a lack of water before, and it was long before, to the tune of 37 years ago. This happened in their 39th year of wandering in the wilderness. God had taken care of his people for 39 years, and they were still complaining about dying there and preferring to have died almost four decades ago in Egypt. I am convicted as I have complained lately and see that complaining is a sin against God and seems to be a sin that is committed by all of us and rather frequently. When will we stop using our words to sin, which breeds more sin? Both Moses and Aaron left the people and went into the tent of meeting and fell on their faces before the Lord. Verse six says, the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Well, God told Moses to speak to the rock and water would flow out of it. But instead of giving God the glory that the water was from his hand, Moses was angry. Remember, sin breeds more sin. And he hit the rock two times with the rod and spoke about the people's complaining. He didn't give credit or glorify God in his actions, which God regarded as a sin. Moses' anger led him to this anger instead of showing how much God loved his people. There was a tremendous consequence for his anger and actions. God prohibited both Moses and Aaron from entering the promised land. The waters were named Meribah, which means strife. Next, Moses sent messengers to the king of Edom asking for their simple passage through their land. They were denied, and some Edomites even came against them. So the Israelites went another way to Mount Hor. Moses, Aaron, and his son, Eliezer, went up the mountain. God told Moses to take off all of Aaron's vestments and place them on Eliezer. These consisted of a headpiece, sash, tunic, linen breeches, a special apron called an ephod, 
a robe of the ephod, a breastplate, and a golden plate of the headpiece. This was done, and Aaron died there on the mountain, as God promised he would not enter the promised land. Let's see what Psalm 68 says to us. My Bible says King David wrote this psalm. It seems there were enemies afoot because the first verse indicates God is beginning to scatter the enemies. The psalm is one of encouragement for those who await God's intervention. Verse 19 says, blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carries us day by day. Then in verse 20, God is to, is to us a God of deliverance and salvation. We can be sure God will lift the burdens from us and carry us, deliver us, and grant us salvation as well. The last verse, verse 35, says the God of Israel himself gives strength and fullness of might to his people. Blessed be God. Yes, this psalm is one of encouragement and a reminder about who God is and what he does for his people. Let us be encouraged today as well. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the encouragement we find in your word. May we look to you to lift our burdens and carry us when we cannot walk. Help us receive your strength and might. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.